For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my MVP gosh, time! Windy City Assassin does it again! Well, we still have 11 games left on the schedule. I'm still not sure what to make of this Bulls team. I still think they should tank. We've got a big anniversary today. We've got a lot to get to on this week's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. I'm Nick Schultz. Awesome to be back with you. Yeah, this team, I mean, they are 4-3 and three without their best player. They had a big win over Miami. I'm still not sure they should have won said game. I'm still on the train of the Bulls need to tank. But still, big win over Miami. Again, 4-3 and three without Zach Levine, who's in COVID protocols, health and safety protocols, whatever. Joe Cowley at the Chicago Sun-Times did report it was a positive COVID test for Zach, so it wasn't an exposure. He's still in quarantine. He'll be missing his eighth straight game Wednesday night against the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. And I know there are still people on the, the Bulls are better without Zach Levine train. And, I mean, I guess you could make that case, seeing as though they are 4-3 and three without him. I mean, they could easily be 0-7 without him. I don't want to know where they would be if they didn't make the Nikola Vucevic trade, because Vuce has put up some good numbers over the last seven games without Zach. But I think it's kind of a flawed argument to say the Bulls are better without Zach Levine. Because if these players would have played like they're playing now with Zach in the lineup, we would be talking about playoffs, not playing. We'd be talking about the playoffs. I'm talking specifically about Kobe White. 19.1 points per game, 6.1 assists per game in the last seven games since Zach Levine entered health and safety protocols. That's really good. That's the Kobe White we expected to see this year, not the Kobe White who found himself on the bench when Nikola Vucevic came in and Billy Donovan shuffled the rotation around. I keep using the roller coaster analogy for the Bulls as a whole this year, but Kobe White has had a roller coaster season. He has had ups, he's had downs, highs, lows, whatever you want to call it. 
it has been an up and down year for Kobe White, who actually was one of the, I wouldn't say one of the favorites, but had one of the best odds to win most improved player going into this year. Had a lot of upside, and he just hasn't performed. And yet, now he's starting to perform without Zach, but that needed to happen sooner, not with 11 games left in the schedule. And I think that has been an integral part of the Bulls' 4-3 and three record since Zach Levine went into health and safety protocols. Is Kobe White finally coming into his own? Again, you hear the numbers, 19.1 points per game, 6.1 assists per game in the last seven games. You could maybe say that without playing without Zach Levine, has allowed Kobe to spread his wings. I mean, yeah, we've had the conversations. Is is Kobe White better without Zach Levine? You could, looking at the numbers, you could say yes. I think when you watch the games, though, not ready to say that. I really think that a 4-3 and three record could be, what, 6-1 and one with Zach? And they've had, I mean, the Bulls had a couple really, <laughs> a couple really bad games during that stretch, too. I mean, it's not like they've been close. In all of these games. I mean the last seven games. Have included. A 121 to 105 loss to Cleveland. A very beatable team. A 126 to 115 loss to Memphis. A beatable team. And yet losing to the Heat. 106 to 101. I mean I expected them to lose to the Heat. I didn't expect them to beat Miami. On Monday 110 to 102. But still you cannot. Just look at the win loss record. If you're just looking at the win loss record then yeah, you can say the Bulls are probably as good, or you can even look at stats and say better, without Zach Levine. I honestly and truly think that that Cleveland game should have raised some red flags about this team, and that's when, you know, you go into panic mode. I mean, if you're fighting for the play-in tournament, which it sounds like the Bulls are, it sounds like they don't want to go the tank route, even though I really think they should. If you're trying to fight for the play-in tournament, you can't lose to Cleveland 121 to 105 at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, which I still call the Q. I will always call it Quicken Loans Arena. It is the Q. I mean, yeah, the win over Boston was impressive, but Boston was shorthanded. Yes, you beat Cleveland by 10 at home, but you lost to Memphis. So again, that is that's a beatable group. You lost to Miami. I mean, Miami's not like you know lights out. I mean, it helps that Duncan Robinson. I mean, he had it. He had himself a game. But my point is, this could have easily been a six and one stretch. With Zach Levine, because you lost by five to Miami, that could have been a win if you had your score. I mean, we wouldn't even that Cleveland game. That I mean, I think if Zach's in there, you have your score. It doesn't happen like that. And Memphis, yeah, they're beatable, but I mean, they lost to Memphis with Zach, one hundred one to ninety. So you could be six and one right now in your last seven games and be in a really good spot for the play-in tournament. That said, it's not just Kobe White who has been instrumental in helping pick up the slack with Zach Levine out. Daniel Tice has jumped into the starting lineup, 9.9 points per game, 5.9 rebounds per game in the last seven games. Garrett Temple, 7.3 points per game, 39.6% field goal percentage. Also played some great defense on Jason Tatum in the Boston game. He's looked good, and what can you say about Nikola Vucevic? 22.1 points per game, 10.9 rebounds per game, 4.1 assists per game in the last seven games since Zach entered health and safety protocols. If you're fighting for the play-in tournament, And again, it sounds like that's the goal for the Bulls is to play in. If you're fighting for that, you've got to keep these numbers up once Zach comes back. I'm specifically talking about Kobe White. 19 points per game since Zach went out. Now, we do have to talk a little bit about Lowry Marketing in this mix. He has done his part. 10.9 points per game. 
shooting 41.5% from three-point territory, also grabbing 4.1 rebounds per game. I mean, he's looked decent in 22.6 minutes per game, but still, he's he's coming off the bench. I still expect more out of Lowry and especially in a contract year. And I, I think he's been good. I, the ones you notice, I mean, Tice, I mean, he had a really... He had a really big game the other night, too, against Miami, scoring a casual 23 points and grabbing 12 rebounds. That's his second career double-double, if I'm not mistaken. And Garrett Temple, I mean, you see him on defense. Like, yeah, I'm not impressed with what Lowry's done. Like, I mean, the numbers statistically, but I mean, passing the eye test, I've been underwhelmed. And there are times he's on the court and you're wondering, like, What's he doing? And he looks kind of out of sorts on offense. Don't get me started on the defense. But, I mean, he started off rough with three points against Memphis. And since then, he's turned in four double-digit games, four double-digit scoring performances in six games since the Memphis game, and then nine points against Miami and Boston. So he hasn't looked bad. He hasn't exactly lit up the stat sheet. But still, it's strength in numbers. It was all about next man up when Zach went into COVID protocols. And you're seeing next man up, specifically Kobe White. And again, if the Bulls want to make the play-in tournament, they need to keep this up. But I wouldn't be opposed if they didn't keep this up and tank, because as we sit here right now, this is the afternoon of April 28th. This is Wednesday afternoon, a little after 3.30 Central Time. The Bulls have a 20.3% chance in the lottery of a top-four pick. Now, if you remember... In the Vucevic trade, the Bulls traded a protected first-round pick to Orlando for Nikola Vucevic. And that pick, if it's in the top four, the Bulls keep that pick. If it's outside the top four, it goes to Orlando. So really, if you want to give yourself the best chance of having a first-round pick at all, you need to tank. Because again, that's a 20.3% chance of getting a top four pick right now because the Bulls are 11th in the Eastern Conference. And overall, in the standings, they have the ninth best odds of the number one overall pick. Now, if I'm reading this right, and I've done research, I cannot find if they say it explicitly. But if you make the play-in tournament, I think you're still in the lottery. I think that's how this works. I'm looking at tankathon.com. They have a cutoff at the 14th pick. So if the Bulls were to make the play-in tournament, I think they would still be in the lottery if they're in, what, the 14 worst records in the league? But if that's the case, say San Antonio right now has the 14th worst record. They have the 14th best odds of the number one overall pick at 0.5% and 2.4% of being in the top four. That just shows you how things can change. If the Bulls lose some more games, and right now they are a half game ahead of Toronto, and that's just because Toronto played Tuesday night and they're 26 and 36. So if the Bulls lose to the Knicks tonight, Wednesday night, they would be tied with Toronto for the 8th best odds. So yeah, you want to lose to increase your chances of keeping your first round pick. If they didn't trade that first round pick, if they were having a first rounder no matter what, I wouldn't be saying tank. I'd be saying go for the playoffs, go for the play-in tournament, and see what happens. Because I keep saying, on paper, this is a playoff team. But now, you've been without your best player now for 7 going on 8 games. Tank, tank, tank. Go get the better odds in the lottery so you can get one of those top four picks. Because any in the top four, as I talked about briefly last week, this is a loaded draft. Of all years to have a top four pick, this is the year. Now, naturally, they had it last year when there were three guys consensus to go in the top three. 
And the Bulls got number four, ended up with Patrick Williams, who I still think is going to turn out to be a really good player. But this year, you really want to have a top four pick. Because if you get number one, you've got Cade Cunningham. You've also got Jalen Suggs. You've got Evan Mobley, Jalen Green. Jonathan Kaminga could go number five. Like, this is a stacked draft. You can get a really good player in the top four, and that's the only way you keep your first-round pick unless you trade up is by getting into the top four. And if you keep losing, your odds increase that much more. Now, like I said last week, you cannot go based on luck. You cannot create your game plan for the rest of the year solely based on the luck of the lottery balls and where they fall, and that could determine your draft position. You cannot go based on that. I think you tank, and if you get the top four pick, awesome, that moves your trajectory. One way, if you don't get the top four pick, you maybe look at trading up into the first round because you've got picks you can use. You've got capital you can use. Maybe you can go from there. I'm going to do a deep dive into what the Bulls should do on draft night once we get a clearer picture of the lottery situation and the play-in tournament, etc., etc. But right now, I'm going to be vocal about it. The Bulls need to tank and get the better odds. I really didn't expect to be talking about a tank this year. You bring in a guy like Billy Donovan, you trade for a guy like Nikola Vucevic, and I mean, I really didn't think I'd be talking about tanking, but when Zach went into protocols, yeah, just tank at this point because right now with the season ended right now they'd be missing out on the play-in tournament if you're not going to make the play-in tournament just lose and get yourself a better draft pick shifting gears real quick Wednesday night's game against the Knicks which is coming up at 6 30 p.m central on NBC Sports Chicago it comes on a very pivotal date in Bulls history April 28th, 2012, at the United Center, the Bulls were taking on the 76ers, and this happened. Look, we're, we're looking to sweep you guys. You wanted us. You were crying out that you bypassed the, the harder team in Miami. Oh, 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 Rose came down bad on his left foot. See him holding on to his knee, holding on to his knee, and down. He was flying, and he came down wrong on the left foot. Now, whether it was an ankle or a knee, I do not know. Yeah. There's Coach uh, Collins out there and all those teammates running. And this, with the injury, we just talked oh, about the 26 games he has missed with an assortment of injuries and now holding a knee late in a game that is already decided for all intents and purposes. And I'm sure everyone around the country oh, is going to say, wow. why was he in the, t in the game? You know, I still remember where I was. That was... Uh, Kevin Harlan on the call for TNT. It was in the 2012 playoffs, obviously, at the United Center. I still remember where I was and watching it and everything. And yet, the score at the time was 99-87 to in favor of the Bulls with 1 minute 10 seconds left in the fourth quarter. So the game was almost over. And it's probably the biggest mistake of Tom Thibodeau's career, leaving Derrick Rose in that game. And again, you heard them talk about the injury history and whatnot. And... That torn ACL, Derek was never the same after that injury. And then he got hurt again with the Bulls, and he's moved around the league. Well, it's appropriate that on April 28, 2021, nine years later, the Bulls are playing against Tom Thibodeau, Derek Rose, and the New York Knicks. And I think it's just kind of freaky that it worked out that way. Because, again, you heard the old regime, John Paxton Gar Foreman, talk about how that changed the course of the rebuild. The what-ifs have been plentiful since that day and we're coming up this is nine years next year will be 10 years since that injury and I mean the questions come up what if Derek didn't get hurt what if 
Tibbs would have pulled him from that game. And there are just so many, so many hypotheticals. And I mean, I did want to commemorate this anniversary because again, they're playing against Derrick Rose this time at Madison Square Garden. And again, 6.30 tip-off. It's just kind of crazy that it worked out that way with the NBA schedule. But either way, this is a big-time date in Bulls history, especially recent Bulls history. I mean, I grew up watching Derrick Rose on my TV and those Bulls teams. And again, I remember watching that game at my, at the, at my old house. I was in my living room. I remember watching it. I remember where I was. And I'm going to continue to remember where I was because that's just how big of a moment that was in Bulls history. But just absolutely crazy. Nine years later, the Bulls are facing Derrick Rose with the New York Knicks. Let's look at the upcoming schedule. We only have a couple more weeks of the NBA season left. And again, I told you, Wednesday night's game, tonight's game, Bulls-Knicks, 6.30 p.m. on NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, Friday, April 30th, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks come to Chicago for an 8 o'clock game. And then we enter May, and we're going to be into the home stretch. Saturday, May 1st, Bulls travel to Atlanta to take on the Hawks at 7 p.m. Then Monday, May 3rd, the 76ers come to Chicago at 8 p.m. And then we'll have the next episode of the pod dropping that next Wednesday. I think we'll have two more episodes left after this week in season. And that'll be coming up fast. It's crazy how fast this has come. And maybe we'll be talking play-in. Maybe we'll be talking draft. We'll definitely be talking draft if we're talking first round of the draft. We'll see what happens coming up. That is a wrap for this week's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Podcast Network. Please subscribe, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. We have seen great growth this month with the podcast. I want to continue to carry that into May and beyond. I want to thank you all for listening and interacting. I'm going to wrap it up here. Stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask, get the vaccine when you can. Talk to you back here next week, everybody. Have a great week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.